How's it going? I'm in the backyard of John Hull's house. He's currently having a nap. Um, I went to the toilet to do uh, number two. And came out and realized my buddy was having a nap. And uh, I thought, now's my chance to be productive. Um, so I'm back in, I'm out in his backyard. We, a backyard I've been in before. Last year I came here and did a house show before John lived here. In fact, Rajan Dani lived here, a comedian friend of mine. Um, he lived here and we did a house show at his house and two groups of people converged and I think I changed the universe that night because now two people are, because now John lives here and I met John and I met Rob and I'm, uh, and then two people who were here and didn't know each other prior to coming to see, you know, one was friends of Rob's and one was friend of mine and now they're dating and it's, I feel like I changed the world. I'm probably giving myself a little bit too much credit there but you know for impact for dramatic purposes i like to uh push home the fact that the universe changed on that one fateful night um so i'm having a good time in san diego lots of cool stuff is happening but today's episode is with a man from melbourne um arlo cook he's the singer songwriter from band dear ale he's also a guitarist in in uh, the Joneses and the statics and has been guitarist in many other bands and done many things he's talented fella and I, uh, we had a we had a kind of quite a philosophical chat you know there was no cold hard facts it was a lot about feelings and I think that's kind of cool um last night I got, I gotta tell you quickly about this oh, I'll tell you another time look maybe at the end of this episode I'll tell you at the end of the episode because the music's about to run out you see I have a set amount of music and there's no point starting a story that I can't finish um so sit back relax Listen to Arlo Cook as I bother him. You walked into my room and turn on the right lights and get the dark in the sides. Oh, you look good, so good through my eyes. Because I live in the real world. Oh. Two. Where's that? <coughs> Out in... Richmond. Richmond. <laughs> that is a real word. Friends of mine have been beaten up in Richmond. Oh, really? Yeah, not surprising. Junkies. Real. Junkies got to eat too. Flesh and... Uh, <laughs> flesh. Flesh. <laughs> Heroin uh, leads to flesh, people. <laughs> so I'm... Uh, oh, I just realised I never introduced the last episode. I'm uh, here with Arlo Cook, everybody. G'day. Hello, Was Cook that where is, I uh, said hello? Was that yeah, the cue? No, no, that's, that was, that's right. That's cool. Hello, Cook is the songwriter of Dear Ale. Correct. Yes. I figured that was possibly the uh, the one place you'd rather be known for, is Dear Ale. Is that your, is that your number one? Uh, yeah, well, it's it's my outlet. It's yours. I think yeah. that's, that's the one thing that I've got that is, yeah, purely for... My output of songs, yeah. whatever they be, and whoever yeah. sort of wants to play them. So, and I don't usually ask people such a rudimentary question, but where? But I'm interested, genuinely interested in where DRL comes from. 
Um, it was just one of I love just plays on words and just words in general. And I guess the thing about Deer Ale was the double meaning for me. Actually, no, I swore I would never tell this story. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to keep it keep it secret. Uh, not that it was much of a story, but yeah. No, oh, okay. Well, basically, it was just um, derailed, just coming off the rails. Oh, yeah. And um, Deer Ale being, you know, just how many times you've stared at the bottom of a glass and poured your heart out or told your life story to yourself, usually wallowing in your sorrows. But for yep. me, it was just about... It was a project so that I could get all of the, the really personal songs out. Yep. There was also a project that didn't rely on anyone else, so it was going to it was gonna go forth and, and continue regardless of mm. members. So if yes. someone leaves, someone goes, it was just... I didn't want it to be a soul. I didn't want to call myself Arlo Cook or do some other wanky solo project yep. so yeah it just started yeah because solo projects are really oh wanky. terrible <laughs> well at least you're not using your real name <laughs> that's no true. one knows your real name oh so people on here think that that's my real name sorry oh, everybody sorry. I've lied you to just, you all just cut that out just cut that out <laughs> no I leave everything I do not edit yeah um, no that's really interesting because uh, like so were you afraid of uh, I mean well, what I've learned from you first of all is that you, you, you don't really um you don't really back yourself when you promise to yourself you're not going to tell something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I came like, pretty oh, easily. Fuck, fuck past me. I'm going to I'm going to oh, be look, present me right now. It was yeah, it was it was an idea back in the day. I just because that it is the one question you got asked all the time. Mm. Where's the band name come from? And the easiest thing to say is I'm not telling. But I, I really like it. Thanks. I like it too. The rail and different. and deer yeah. and deer ale It's a nice a, it's a nice sounding and it looks good. Yeah, yeah it just it's just a combination of everything. And and uh, I I don't know what you think of this band or it doesn't it doesn't really matter anyway but it reminds me of Dashboard Confessional being from oh, of course yeah, of, yeah. Of, of him feeling like he was telling his life story to his dashboard yeah as he and drove I love home. that I love the imagery behind that name that's great. exactly yeah, yeah and definitely. Dear Ale, now that you've mentioned the beer and and or whatever just drink whatever. you choose the escape yeah yeah it's just uh, yeah it's really I mean now I feel like I just want to stop the podcast and listen to your album again and just go <laughs> yeah. Dear Ale, well, thanks, it all man. makes sense to me now. I think telling that story is beneficial to you rather than... All uh, right, well, here we go. That's the first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a whole new world's just opened it's up. It's just done. It's I a think, whole different beast now. you could be a superstar now. No, no. Just because I've explained the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, this but, guy's deep. Oh, no. No, not at all. So how important is um like being it, it to you? Like, Because I know we're going to get into it, but you mm-hmm. you you are the guitarist for many people and yep. you, you spread yourself thin into every corner i wouldn't say thin but i'd say oh, you spread yourself in every corner it's what i want to do i um i moved to melbourne from adelaide yep. to, to do one thing which was play music so i'm not interested in any other career besides that i can do that here so mm. i don't really like watching tv and i don't really want to sit at home doing nothing if yep. i'll work for the money that i need yeah but that's so i can play music so and there's only so much you can do with one one band and when i wasn't when i was in adelaide i um i i put everything i had into one band you yep. know one one name one <clears throat> one outcome one on everything and it just it was too much mm. you just kind of get caught up in it you get lost in it and ultimately you get heartbroken by it it's like running mm. a small business that's that's bound to fail yeah and um it's like you're trying to invent sticky notes yeah <laughs> there's just uh, there's a million ways it can go wrong and it, yeah. there's no money you know that doesn't matter but uh, it's just it just seems stupid to me and if i 
wanted to come to Melbourne to take music seriously and do it for a few years as hard as I can to try and get the most out of it, then it just seemed silly to, to stay faithful to one act. You know, yeah. I didn't want to come over here and just do Dear Ale because yeah. I love so many different styles of music. Yeah. And it'd just be such a shame not to play as much as I could. So mm. by playing guitar for the Statics, I get to be a part of someone else's passion project and, and just kind of sit in the sidelines and do whatever I can up until my role is fulfilled yeah. and then just hand it over and let it go to the rest of the boys. Mm. And that's... um. I think it's a really good lesson to be a part of that. Yeah. It, it fuels your own stuff a mm. lot more as well. Um, you can see it from the other side of the fence. You know, I know how to interact with people that I invite to come and play in DRL a lot better now because I'm not the leader yeah. in, in these other projects. I'm yeah. just I'm just there to do my part. And I think that's pretty important. I yeah. think a lot of people miss out on that. But both sides of the fence, I think, are, are equally important because they bring out different sides of your... Mm. Musicality. Yeah. Well, so. I certainly know that uh, uh, that I've learned myself from being in other bands how to treat my own band and mm. and not be the ego driven front man. Mm. But you know, there's a time and a place, and that place is the stage, and that yeah. time is showtime. That's when you can be. That's it. Yeah. Know, this is me, and this is what I'm doing. But at at rehearsal, I know <clears throat> my brother was in a band for all of one rehearsal, and yeah. it was a band he really wanted to join, and then they asked him, and he said yes, and one rehearsal he just went. What the fuck? Really? The guy was just a an absolute asshole. And he's just like, Wow, this is not who I thought you were gonna be. Wow. And um and yeah, so I think I definitely think uh, that I've also learnt um how to treat mm. band members and 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 I get I get f- uh in my own life that like my band members are like my shit is not their shit, you know? No, yeah. And like I and and I feel like it must be the same for you as a as a band member in other bands. Like, you're not gonna you're gonna you're not gonna risk everything for this guy's pipe dream, you know. And so I'm not gonna go, dude. You have to fucking do this because no. I'm I'm the man. No, it's his it's his it's his it's, it's his game. Mm, exactly. Yeah. And so and so I get the impression that like. DRL is not the be all and end all for you. It's just music is the be all and end all for you. That's it. That's exactly yep. right. You know, if I want, if I've got a million projects, I'd love to start. I've always wanted to get a rockabilly band off the ground. I love reggae yeah. music. Yeah. I'd love to do anything and everything. Just whatever's the best thing I love about writing songs is just letting letting them happen, you know, mm. letting them write themselves, and they're, they're yeah. the ones I'm interested in. Yeah, and. Um, and it depends on your mood. So when I was in a rock band, I was writing all these really somber songs and these really expressive things that I just couldn't use. Yeah. Um, which is good now because Dear Ale can kind of capture that yeah. and, and and make use of them. Mm. And if I write something that's a bit more rockin', uh, well, Dear Ale just started actually uh, probably fleshing out into more of a full band mm-hmm. thing because I also like the idea of Dear Ale being whatever it wants to be, regardless yeah. of style as well, regardless yeah. of who plays and regardless of style. So we're about to make a couple of albums, one of them being kind of more of a Saturday night sort of party vibe. We want to mm. get a horn section in and just... Because I'm not, I'm not in a dark place anymore like I was yeah, when yeah. I wrote that first album. Yeah, I was, cool. I was in a really kind of fragile state and those songs came out. I love them because they, they really capture that time in my life when I was packing up my old life in Adelaide and moving to mm-hmm. this big, scary world that was Melbourne. And mm-hmm. that album is perfectly captures that time in my life. But yeah. as I'm writing this new stuff... I'm happy. I'm having the time of my life. I'm playing yeah. at a few bands and, and life's good. So yeah. I just want to dance and have a good time. So initially I thought, oh, I have to start a, a new project. But 
I think it was a conversation I had with Adrian, the drummer in, in DRL, and he just said, DRL could be whatever it wants to be, and mm. we could just sort of, we can do it, and mm. we have, and I think it's going to be really fun, so there's no rules. Yeah, and I mean, that's really inspiring to me, like, and I've had a, a, a we dabbled in this conversation before, you and I, of, mm. a, of an Indian once, oh, but, delicious. um, and, and it's kind of, and it stems from a differing of opinions, but... In, not to the point where I completely disagree with you, but more to the point where I'm totally inspired by your your take on it is like I also like did the solo thing and I actually chose to be a solo, not you know, yeah. But uh, I did that to rely only on myself and not yeah. not be you know held back by someone being late to a rehearsal, you know, like yeah. show can go on whether my cellist has a gig with Dancing that's with the right. Stars That's right, that's the best thing know. about it. Yeah. yeah, if you got offered a show and members in your band can't do it, you can step up and you can still do the show. Absolutely, That yeah. was the yeah, yeah. absolutely and that was, number one reason for doing it. Absolutely, same mm-hmm. here, same here. And and the other the other big reason was also what you said, that uh, the songs that I found were best for me were the ones that just happened, like yeah. almost like the universe made me write them. Yeah. Like it Definitely. was supposed to come out at that time and mm-hmm. so I just did it. And uh, and it got to a point in the rock band that I was playing in that just my songs Mighty Boy? No, no, actually. Really? The, the Doggy Paddle Scandal. <laughs> a band that has yet to reunite Why in front of your eyes. I heard about no, the Doggy Paddle Scandal. <laughs> you do have to hear about the Doggy Paddle Scandal. It's oh a great God. band. But um, I got to the point where I felt like I was writing rock songs as, like I was being forced to write them because yeah. I was going to be letting the yeah. guitarist and the drummer down, you know? Yeah. If I didn't write this rock song. But I, yep. but I had this bank of these love songs that mm. I didn't want anyone to hear because they aren't doggy paddle songs. Yeah. And, uh, and and so what I did was I went completely solo and I dropped everything because, yep. like, to me in my brain and my inability to f- do more than one thing at once, I, I went, uh, there's no point doing four things, you know, like there's no point spreading myself if I... Like mm. I need to put my energy in one thing, and your your view is completely different in that. Like you can put yourself in all these things, and and give the attention that needs to be given on that night or in that moment, or yeah. And you can go on stage and be a fucking entertaining guitarist, which is something else I want to touch on. <laughs> um, and and but then you can go home and you can put on this other hat straight away. Whereas oh, well, I'm like I feel like I'm living Bronny every fucking second, and yeah. and in a way that's good for me but in a way it's like I wish I was in four bands you know each to their own I think everyone has their own priorities and I another thing that I told myself when I came over here to do this is that I don't want to do it for the sake of doing it Mm -hmm. and I was in the same point as you are in my old band where I was writing for the other members in the band and I hated the songs that I was writing yeah I mean it was a stupid thing to do to spend so much time and money writing songs that you don't like to keep other people happy when they don't really, really like it. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's just doing it for the sake of it. And yeah. it was terrible. Mm. <clears throat> so, and like I said, I, you love lots of different styles of music. I love lots of different styles of music. And if you don't want to play lots of styles of music, that's fine. But um, I, I just come from a different side of the fence where I'm used to playing once a month in Adelaide because that's all I could play. Yeah. You come over here in Melbourne, you can play three times a week if you want to, and yeah. that's so inspiring. Yeah. Because in Adelaide, you, there's not many places that would have an acoustic acoustic night or a reggae night or a rockabilly night, but I come over here and I could do one of those bands every night of the week, and that's so exciting to yeah. me because I, I feel like I spent years and years and years just being starved, mm. and now I've, I've been here for almost two years, and... And it's all I do. And I think that I've grown so much in that time because I've been allowed to grow. Mm. 
and and that's incredible. Yeah. And then now it's, there's no lid, there's no roof. It's just it can go on as long as it can. And even that view is it inspiring, man. Like the fact that you have a view of being <clears throat> starved musically. And then when like most musicians in Melbourne are going like, there's nowhere to play. It's hard to get a <sighs> gig. Bullshit. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, but even even I'm guilty of, of being that guy and and saying you know. There's... Well, you guys are used to it. You've got, exactly. You're yeah. going fat and lazy. That's <laughs> no, but that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that's why it's inspiring to have this guy that I met through a band that I'm friends with called Arlo, <laughs> and he's just like, he's just this fucking ball of energy. And like, and I, I I'm not trying to like pump your tires when I say like I'm thoroughly fucking inspired watching you just because I'm like Thanks, this man. isn't and I I watch you primarily in the statics as as people who know me would know um but like even though that's not your band and it's not your fucking baby and your outlet no. it's fucking like you wouldn't guess it you're like you're as much a member of that band as any of those guys you know yeah well I love the songs. I wouldn't do it if I didn't love the songs. You know, I, w- I wouldn't play in a band if I didn't love the songs and if I didn't love the people. Because mm. that's the other thing. There's that many bands out there. There's that many songwriters. There's that many musicians. That many, that many styles of music. I think you just got to do the right amount of soul searching to find what really makes you happy. And then you don't really have a choice. I get up on stage and I I don't... I don't try and dance for the statics or try yeah, and be yeah. an entertaining guitarist or whatever you want to call it. I just, that's what I want to do yeah. when I'm playing those songs. It's yeah. just, it's that kind of, it's a release for me. It's an expression. Yeah. And um, if you did anything that you didn't want to do, you'd be insane. Mm. But but there's so many, oh, that sounds like it. That's all right. Dinner time. Dinner time. Thanks, man. Arlo's just going to indulge in some pasta. That's the uh, lead singer of the statics right now. Thank you, Jared. Thanks. Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> you mentioned the name, I have to charge you an appearance fee. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was only paid for that first episode. He lives uh, by that number one rule keep the talent happy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just call himself the talent? <laughs> Sorry. Um, I've lost my train of thought because you've now. I can hear that. That is like. like that. It's so I'm moist. Just, I'm just. Pedal that around the bowl for a while. Mm. I'm not going to eat while we talk. I'm no, just, no, just going to touch it. <laughs> just because you're going to wear it as a right, glove. You, 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 you asked me a question while I've got this in my mouth. Right, okay. go. So I actually kind of forgot where I was going, but um, I guess all I was saying was like, it's just, you can see the passion oozing from you when you play. And, and I've, I've spent so much time dealing with, people who um who want to be famous and that's why they're on stage you know yeah and that and then they're they're forcing those rock moves and they're mm. swinging that guitar around you can neck. tell though you can tell oh absolutely you, can, you know if you if you know what you're looking for you can you can spot a fake a mile away yeah you know i can spot a, i can spot a fake on on a record as well you can yeah. you can hear it in their voice and their songs and yeah yeah you can definitely you definitely know on stage though yeah well I've, i'm always a fan believer that music is a is a definite window to the soul yeah there's so much expression and there's so much involved in what you do that comes from exactly who you are and mm. nothing else you can't fake it well you, you can fake it but it's very obvious yeah yeah because you, you we've all seen those those players and those people that it just it just comes from from somewhere else it's like you're being possessed yeah, and yeah when you see that and i think that's what you love when you're watching it yeah you you love Watching someone being take away, taken away to another place. You, know, yeah, you can yeah. watch these people and it's almost like they're watching it as well. It's all happening to them for the first time. Yeah. And it's so exciting. So. Yeah. 
I don't know, there's a million of those quasi-spiritual mm. type things to say about it. But yeah. at the end of the day, it just... I think if you if if someone truly loves what they're doing, you can't hide that. No, and it should it should always start from there. I mean, in a perfect world, you wouldn't do anything you didn't want to do. You don't have to. I mean, like, how old are you? I'm 27. Yeah, I think and I think by mid 20s, we start siphoning out the 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 people who are. I mean, there's plenty. There's shitloads of eighteen-year-olds who are who are like. You mean they've all uh, they've all got mortgages and wives by now. That's they're right. Not, they're not still playing at the pub down the <laughs> That's road. That's right. Right. They've they've already taken their fallback. That's right. Whereas that, uh, you know, and a lot of my friends, as at the time as I was, I was twenty-five when I decided to move to Melbourne. Yeah. And it was because a good half of them were settling down. Yeah. Um, with mortgages, girlfriends, mm. dogs, great, awesome life. I can't wait to do it one day, but yeah, it's not now. And but also for me, it's like there's, there's that notion of uh, do you have a backup plan? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? That, that notion doesn't even make sense to me. No, like, no. Like I only have the one plan, and that's just to do this. Like, yeah. it's not about. I'm not trying to. I'd love to make a living, but I'm not. You know, like yeah. I don't expect to go. Oh, I didn't make it, and then go no. do my uh, thesis. You know, like it could be a carpenter now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, and that's. I think that's the difference. Once you get to. Uh, I, I I'm just guessing mid twenties. You know, it might be later, but like how old are you? Twenty five. All right, you just hit it. Yeah, I just hit it. Yep. Um, and and that's that's why I'm I'm just thinking like I don't have this notion of like I'll quit once I get to this point. You know, well, like there isn't. You only you only throw in the towel when you throw in the towel. There is no quitting. There's no yeah time. And, and what am I quitting? Like I don't. That's right. Like I'm I'm like whether or not I'm doing this to be success. Like I'd love to be successful again. Is, is would be a massive coup, but like I get on stage in front of seven people and I have a fucking great time. Yeah, man. And like, and you can see it in your shows. I love coming and watch your shows because you're just up there playing songs and, and you're not faking it, man. You're having yeah. a good time. You love these songs and you love you love making other people happy and you you mm. want to put on a good show for other people and you want them to leave with a smile on their face and that's what I love about it. That's yeah. why I'll come and watch. And your so shows. why do I need a backup plan? You, you know, need like a backup plan. exactly. And that's that's why it just. I mean, my dad was telling me all through my teens, you know, like, you need something to fall back on. Mm. And I'm like, well, <laughs> then I'm just... My grandma's still pretty upset I'm giving myself I have chosen a real profession. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. that's just giving yourself an excuse to give fail. up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I'm never going to fail because I, I never stopped fucking just going, you know? Two really good examples of why we should never quit. The first one, I hate myself for saying it because I really don't like Pete Murray's music. It's not for me. But that guy was a football player and didn't even pick up a guitar until he was 25. Yeah. And now he just plays music. He was he got paid to tour and things like that just mm. because that's what he wanted to do. He just, I don't want to play football. And same with Jack Johnson. You know, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to do the pro surfing tour anymore. I'll pick up a guitar and play some songs. Mm. And everyone loved it. Yeah. Presence the United States of America. Those guys were old as fuck when they came out in the scene. They were bald and old yeah. and ugly, but they wrote hits. Yeah. Who cares? Well, I've got a. Uh, I mean, I, I have this benchmark age, and jo- because people tell me people tell me I look like Josh Pike, right? <laughs> <laughs> and That's he, a terrible he, thing to say. <laughs> he was twenty nine when he quote unquote made it. All right. And um, but I have this. I was cleaning my room one day, and my my brother was the lead singer in a little band called Mighty Boy, who you've now seen. Have. Um. And I was cleaning my room one day, which I used to share with him, and there was this big stack of demo CDs that were from bands that he'd met along the way. Really? And uh, and there was this demo CD that said, please contact Josh Pike for bookings. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this motherfucker sent my brother <laughs> CD. Wow. And so I was like, never give up, Bronnie. <laughs> never, <laughs> never, ever give up, child. And uh, so, so 29, until I'm 29, nah. I feel like I'm, I'm escaping jadedness. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I've, I've met lots of musicians that said, right. Do you just call me stupid on my own show? Yeah, you're stupid, man. <laughs> you're right, you're learning. It's good. You know, you're open to... <laughs> They open to new things, <laughs> as we'll find out later. No, yeah. um, drinks break. Yeah, what were we saying? Yeah, no, I've met a lot of musicians who have a have a time and a date. My ex girlfriend wasn't was going to quit music if she didn't make it by the time she was twenty one, and That's I always thought that she was a twenty one. Yeah, well, she was a genius. She'd been playing music since she was, you know, born. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Well, what's the definition of making it then if you're a genius? Well, see, like, from, I've, that's that's all that's been changing on a weekly basis yeah. for a long time. Uh, your everyone's definition of success. Um, I, I haven't figured that one out yet. I change my views on it all the time. Yeah. Because I'm playing in a few bands now, and I've I don't have to work very much versus mm-hmm. how much I play music. So my quality of day to day life. Mm-hmm is the best it's ever been Yeah. right now, at yeah. this point in my life. I am the happiest that I've ever been because I can great, play the, this, mu- this much music, have these many, this many outlets, mm-hmm. and, um, and have the time of my life. Mm. And, um, and it's just growing, and it, will, and it will continue to grow. So, I don't know, fame, actually, to tell you the truth, kind of scares me. I don't think I really want to go anywhere and be stopped and mobbed and, and mugged by people or have to have those conversations with, with strangers. That side of it, I really dislike and I think mm. it's kind of creepy. Yep. But to make a living playing music, you need to be really traveling the world, yep. um, performing. And that means that that many people need to know mm. about you and your songs, mm-hmm. which makes me want to change my name and wear a mask and things yeah. like that so I can yeah. have that yeah. anonym- anonymity, which I love. But yeah. that, that side of it scares me. But... I want to play music yeah. for for a living. That's just what I want to do. I'm not really good at anything else. Yeah. So, <laughs> it just there's not really any middle ground. So I think, I think my my I'm successful now. I think oh, that my my yeah. life is success right now because I don't have the freedom to do anything I want because I don't have the money. So I can't just pay a producer to make this album for mm. me. But mm-hmm. I I also strongly believe in creativity through limitations and I think the best stuff comes out when you when you're confined and you mm-hmm. really have to fight for something. Yeah. And I always I don't necessarily put constraints on myself, but everything usually comes out better when you you're working to something. When you're working to something, you know, too much freedom is is not always the best thing yeah, sometimes. Right. Yeah. And um I mean I I know a guy firsthand who was born into money and has made huge paid big bucks to have mm. a great sounding album but yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that he spent the right amount of time on the songs it doesn't mean the songs were any good yeah yeah and i mean and it shows i mean like and he's got this beautiful looking website and the content on yep. the website is horrible yeah and, i mean i don't want to name his name because that's just rude but he's on next week right <laughs> <laughs> but it just it just bugs me because i'm like mm. i'm like uh, and, and it's exactly uh, well. The boss exactly Bruce Springsteen wrote great songs because he was a working class man. Yeah, he understood the people. He, you know, he came from that side of the fence. I think with any kind of creativity, you need to live as much as you create. Yeah. So you need to be out there living, experiencing, and growing on your in your own life in your own yeah. world to really to add fuel to the fire. Mm. Otherwise, 
what are you talking about? And what, yeah. are, you, what are you telling? Yeah. At the end of the day, we're, we're storytellers, whether we like it or not. Yeah. We're, we're expressing our personal views and beliefs and feelings and souls and mm. whatever you want for, you know, in, in our own medium, which is, which is music for me and you. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. And uh, uh, do you know Neil Casal at all? Mm, he's um, Isabel. Ryan Adams' guitarist. Right. I hate I hate having to call him that because he's, he's a songwriter in his own right. right yeah. yeah. But everyone um, is Ryan Adams. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he, uh, oh, there's a song I've been trying to think of its lyric ever since you, you've been talking about success. <laughs> um, but there's a lyric about losing friends. Uh, mm. Uh, but it's said in a way that I that that it's assumed that he's had a lot of friends die on him, like, oh, right. whether it be from drugs or whatever. And and I almost when I listened to it for the first time, I was so captured to the point where I was almost jealous that mm. he'd had friends die. Because <laughs> oh, I'm like yeah. I'm like this song is is immediately good to me. Like yep. he's I can tell that he's telling this real story to me about his life being fucking screwed up mm-hmm. and I'm like bastard the tortured the tortured artist song <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah and I'm like damn it mum and dad why, uh, why'd why you have such a perfect life exactly I was yeah I catch myself out wondering if I'm perpetuating my own misery sometimes for the sake of yeah. creativity it's a, it's a fine line because mm. you could you can be doing it without knowing yeah. that you're doing it yeah. and I've had a great life I've got nothing that bad in, in my life to to really warrant being sad at all but it's a it's a legitimate emotion, mm. and you feel it. I mean, the human body, soul, mind, whatever you want to call it, it's not meant to be happy all the time. You can't be up all the time. It's yeah. the natural ebb and flow. You just go through periods where you're you're feeling a little quiet or pensive or yeah. or anything, and your immediate reaction is to say, no, I should be happy and break yeah. out of that. But yeah. I think when you do have these outlets, you can really let yourself wallow in those and mm. use them i guess i yeah. mean that's the that's the difference yeah i really i don't run from those emotions anymore you just sort of sit there and just experience it and yeah you can you can write write from that place yeah when you otherwise wouldn't be able to so and i i still find that i'm able to like if i'm having a, a rather pensive or a, it's a great um, word that one isn't it? Oh, thank you sir. or um contemplative sort of afternoon mm. and i'm like you know, and I'm in the mood to write a song. I find because um, things are going quite well for me now, hmm. and I'm I'm a happy man. Get a horn section; it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I find that I can I can delve right back into like high school, where I mean I was, and I I say often that that girls taught me to handle the music industry in that, ah. in that I was rejected so often. That's a good one. That like it doesn't matter how many radio stations say, nah, this song sucks. I'm like, well, that, that's cool. Mm. <laughs> I'll go kiss the next girl. <laughs> <laughs> Safety um, by numbers game, eh? <laughs> exactly. Um, so I, I find I can delve right back. Like it, it, it takes the emotion, not so much the circumstance. It's like mm-hmm. if I have the right emotion to write the song, like if I'm thinking about the right thing, because I've, I've had plenty of moments in my life where I've been fucking yeah. down and out miserable. You can get back there. Yeah. So, and so yeah. if I find a, a point where I'm having a shitty afternoon, I can go like, well, let's use this shittiness and think about something that was shitty. Mm. And like, because sometimes you can't explain why you're in a shit mood, you know? No, you're just it. like, no, I'm just in a funk, you know? But like, then just then being angry about it just makes it worse. Like, oh, I should be happy. Oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, you feel shittier. But the opposite also is like, sometimes I feel bad about writing a happy song. Yeah. Like, I'll write a la-di-da, stupid sing-along song, and then I feel bad that it's not creative. You know, like, I'm like... Well, it's very hard to be original and write a la-di-da song that works. Yeah. Because it, uh, there's something about... 
the other side of the fence, <laughs> that depressive, somber, heartbroken song. It doesn't matter how many times you've heard it. Everyone's heartbreak is so unique. Yeah. And it's so original. Yeah. But happiness is happiness. Yeah. And up song, upbeat songs, they're the hardest songs in the world to write. Yeah. Um, you, you try, but you always feel, I don't mean, you feel like a bit of a wanker. It's like, oh. Like you just cheated your way through a yeah, song. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. When you when you're finally stumble across some chords and a, a lyric or something that is happy that makes you feel happy. Yeah. I mean that that's a goldmine right there because everyone wants to feel happy and there's some people out there that make really good livings doing it. I yep. don't know how they do it. Mm. It would be great to write that kind of song or yeah. to be able to write that kind of kind of song. Mm. But um it's like Ben Folds how he, how he said that um he had a contractual agreement to to do a certain amount of songs and so he just went into the studio one day to fulfill that agreement mm. and he was like um I'm one down and 3.6 tomorrow, that song. Yeah. Um, About how he was just like fucking calling it in, just, you yeah. know, putting the words down because he had to. And that's kind of like, uh, I don't know if you know my song, Sing Away the Blues. Mm. Um, And that was literally because I had this song, All This Is For You, which was uh, everybody sang it. And I'm like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, I just said to Easy, my percussionist, I was like, Dude, we need to make another All This Is For You. <laughs> yeah. And that's oh. how that was, and that's how that came about. And that's why I can never fully love that song. Like, that's why, yeah. I never uh. play it and go like, oh, I feel so good. I play it because I know it's going to win, you know? Like, yeah. I know it's going to get the crowd. I know it's just it, it's just a song yeah. for the moment, you know? Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to connect with anyone right now. It's just like, let's have a good time, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then I'm going to get, I'm going to wrench your heartstrings after this, oh, you know? It's, it's always a hard sell when that, what do you do? Mm. When I had, I wrote... Like a collector, I think, when I was leaving Adelaide. Yeah. And it was a real throwaway song for me. I didn't really plan on keeping it. I didn't know what to think of it because it was a bit la da and it was it was somber, but it was kind of, it was a love song. Yeah. It was about a girl making me feel good for a change mm-hmm. and I enjoyed having her in my life and I hadn't written many songs like that at all. And I played it at the very first gig I ever played in... Melbourne, yeah. which was at the t- at the at uh, the tote. Yeah, I just got up and did an acoustic first set. gig in Melbourne at the tote. At the pretty tote, impressive. Yeah. It was for someone's residency, and um, and that was the song in the set that I my throwaway song. I wasn't sure. All the rest of the songs were kind of had that misery strain, or mm-hmm. they had a cool chord progression or a guitar lick that I liked that I was holding on to. But that yeah. song was a simple three chord song, four yeah. chord song. That um was a real throwaway to me, and I was I really was kind of gauging the crowd on whether or not I would keep it. Yep. I don't know if you ever do that, but you play yeah, a whole bunch absolutely. of songs, and if you don't, if no one says anything, you kind of like, oh, it's a failure. Yeah. And um <clears throat> that was the only song that everyone said anything about. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So that just led the charge from there on in, and yep. that became the first song that I really wrote and ran with for Dear Ale, and the yep. only song that my parents or grandma or so many people who lost faith in me and wanted me to get a real job <laughs> liked. Yeah. And it was incredible. But for me, it was just, it was, think- a, it was a throwaway song. And now I'm like, shit, i got to write another one of those. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's I what happened. that feeling. Yep. It was just, no. Do you think it was, because, I mean, you mentioned it was three chords, but, and like to a musician that's simple, but do you think it, to the audience it was just digestible? Um, and that's why it, yeah. it was easily. I to- think it just, it was simple in that it was just a simple, strong idea. That just got straight to the point. Yeah. There was no bullshit in that song. Yeah. And not to say that I put a lot of bullshit into the rest of my songs, but yeah, there's probably more to sift through Yeah. in a lot of the other ones because I get bored like anyone else yeah. playing and writing and 
if it's complicated, it's new and it's you know, it's yeah. original. That's that sort of thing. So yeah. I've been trying really hard over the last couple of years to to break it down, and be more simple. Yeah. Write more honest. Write more direct, mm. and just get it out. Yeah. Um, get it. Get it out. Just exactly. get it out. Just yeah. let it let it come out, and not really change it too much. Yeah. That's a hard thing to do. Mm. Um, and I think, sorry, like I know this is yeah. meant to be the Arlo Cook episode, but I, I feel like we're having a good chat and I can, I can talk about myself a bit as well. It's oh, good, man. But like... um, That's secretly why you're doing it, right? <laughs> it's not, you don't, you're, not, you're not looking for a career as a radio broadcaster. I mean, come on. You wanted... No, I wanted I wanted a place for people to come and learn about the yeah, music industry. Yeah, you're watching this on your Bronick website. It's not going to be like... People aren't going to go to your website just to listen to other people just because you like them. There's got to be a bit of you in there because the fans are like, I love this guy so much, I want anything he does. Oh, they're going to hate the first three episodes then because they hardly talk. Ah, well. Um, this, is the, this is the beginning of your new show. <laughs> and people interviewing Bronny. My, my guest interviewing me today is... Uh, mm. I like what, um, no, but the thing I... I with Bronny that I was am really proud that I, I do and uh, I'm not sure it goes down all that well with my musician friends. I don't really know. I haven't asked around. Playing Family of... Ties in the middle of your set. I mean, <laughs> that goes down amazingly. Don't ever stop. It's great. <laughs> I won't, I promise. Um, I just love looking out in the audience and see all these confused faces going, all right, I wonder if this is his. Because they weren't even alive when that show this, this came off weird, the air. <laughs> this is the weird bridge. <laughs> no, this before. <laughs> Um, I didn't even record this. It's so good. Um, <laughs> no, I stopped trying to impress myself mm. and also even just my musician friends and or members right. of my band. Oh, I just yeah. stopped. I just went like that. All my worst songs are the songs that have this weird change in time signature or something, you know, like, mm. or the, 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 um, the fucking, the add nine chord when it didn't need to be there. Like, just like, I just went. Getting all jazz. Yeah, because I used to say like, "Oh, I can't do G and A minor again in this chorus." But now I'm just like, if that's what the song, that's right, yeah, if that's what the song wants. Like, that's what the song gets. I used to be terrified of of power chords and simple chord progressions yeah. and just general open chords that didn't have some kind of other flavour yep. on them. And yep. I was just, I couldn't play it because I knew it had been done before. Yeah, but everything had been done before. But I, and I, it's not the chords that the people are after. Yeah, it's, it's not. No, it's the story. It's the song. It's yeah. the emotion. And I'm, I'm only just really getting my head around yeah. that now. Yeah. And I've been playing music for 14 years now. Yeah, wow. And I've only just started to realise what writing a song is. And to tell you the truth, I hope that I'm always just starting to realise how yeah, to write a song. absolutely, like, man. This is never going to oh, change. Yeah. yeah, this, this is, is it. This know? is not a show about I people who know what I plan on being an amateur for life, and I'm Fuck yeah. excited about that. Yeah. There's no pressure when it's your first day. Yeah. <laughs> Perpetually <laughs> so a beginner. My constant first day. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, shit, yeah. Because, yeah. like, when, realistically, making mistakes is the difference um, between musicians. I mean, everyone makes mistakes, but those people who are okay with making mistakes is what I'm trying to say. Mm, yeah. And that, that learn from that, that use it, that, that are just listening. Yeah. I write, most of the stuff that I write is from mistakes. Mm. You know, just stumbling, fumbling your way across chord progressions and songs and mm. words and just throwing it all together. And go, that was it. Just that was, there was something there. It. That yep. was it. Just yep. throwing words there. Absolutely. I write most of my lyrics because of something that I've said or something that someone else says and two things come together and bam, there's one line that fuels the next one and yep. and then you got a song. Yep. It's the same way with chords, progressions, riffs, anything like that. It's just a, it's a collision. Yeah. You're just orchestrating a collision, that's it. You know? We're not I mean, even orchestrating it, really. You're just watching it. Yeah. I, and that's exactly... That's something I so believe in. Like, mm. And I've even mentioned it in a song. Like, I 
honestly believe that because I can try to force a song out, and I'll I'll write a song for you in three minutes if you want it. It'll be shit, but yeah. It, but how much would you like it? Exactly, and yeah. and like and I can do that thing where I'll sit in front of a crowd and say, "Give me a line," and I'll make a song out of it. Like I can do all that shit. That's but, showmanship. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, but the songs that I keep are the ones that literally fucking they fall out of me. Like I yep. didn't expect it, and I didn't know I was about to write a song. I just picked up my guitar and went, "Whoa, a song is happening," and I'm typing it in my computer. Like, yep, it's it's uh, and I honestly believe half the time it's not even me like it's mm. just uh, that song whether people were going to care about it or not that song was just meant to be written yeah that's it. and i know that's fucking spiritual and no, weird no, and, no like I've, some of the yeah but and also like you, you know you being a great guitarist and being in the audience watching me would have five years ago or even two years one year ago would have absolutely terrified me because right. i'm like fuck, I've played G, A, and C in the last three songs and Arlo's here, you know, and he's a great guitarist and he's going to be knowing that I'm just, no. you know, and it, but I'm just like, it's now I'm just like, I think this song's pretty cool and I hope Arlo thinks that as well, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't care that I am not doing the best guitar riff in the room. No, you're, <clears throat> you're successfully telling a story. Yeah. And having a good time. And helping other people have a good time, which yeah. is half the battle. You successfully ate that food without even. Could you hear it? Are you I, I could hear it. You could yeah. hear it a little bit. I tried to. Sort I'm sure of the audience can hear it, but it's, nah, it's it good. hasn't stunted the conversation. Nah. Probably because I've been talking a lot. It's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> I had to take the reins. <laughs> but um, but we've been talking a lot about songwriting. But you like how many how many bands are you a guitarist in? Um, four. Is guitar your only instrument? I love the ukulele, and I'm a, well, I'm a. I'm a singer, but I don't. I would never call myself a singer. I'm. I'm really. I always struggled with my confidence vocally, and I've always, usually, just sung because no one else did in my old bands. Yeah. But yeah. I really enjoy it. I love, I love writing lyrics. Really, for me, it's all about the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I, would, I love being a lyricist, if you would call that. I don't want to call myself a poet or a writer or anything like that because all those words sound wanky. But lyricist to me, is respectful. Singing, singing. I would never say I'm a singer because that sounds wanky too. Yeah. Like I'm a guitarist because I'm comfortable with that. I've been doing it the longest, and and you're great at it. Well, stop it. <laughs> I've been. I mean, thank you. <laughs> I've been uh, complimenting you quite often. Oh well, look, it's fun. I I I've put a lot of time into it, but it's, I I think that's why I'm comfortable with it because it, I've spent a lot of time yeah. and playing so guitar. And do, you, do you have a hand in writing any of the songs in those bands? Okay, so Dear Al is, is just just me. That's that's my that's my baby. That's my passion project. That's, yep. I write. I'm the sole principal songwriter of mm-hmm. everything that happens and then I would just invite anyone and everyone who I think would... It's all about the song for Dear yep. Al. Yep. You know, I'm a slave to those songs and whoever and whatever instrumentation... I feel my work in that. We yeah. just would go for that. Yeah. Um, and that's great. Um, so that's why I started playing ukulele as well, because it was just a different instrument to have a different outlet. Yeah. You know, it's a bit happier and it can be really haunting if you play some, some mm. sad stuff. And so it was, it was beautiful. So, um, but then the rest of the bands, I think I'm primarily a lead guitarist in um, the Statics and also uh, Joneses. Yeah. I'm just a lead guitarist, backing vocals, just... You know, background there. I'm just there to enhance the song. If mm-hmm. Someone's written it. It's their, it's their song. It's their emotions and expressions, whatever you want to call it. And I'm just there as the flavour. Yep. But then I've still got this band back in Adelaide called Auburn Dance Academy, which is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I started that with two of my good friends before I left, and we just had this like electric 
just explosion. This is just this. We just gelled so well, mm. and um, we don't have to try. When yeah. we're around each other, songs just come out, and we just have a good time, and it sounds good, and and it's just fun. But we're all in other bands, and for us, that's just that's a real fun outlet for us, just to get up, play rock and roll, and have a good time. And we're lucky that the bass player, uh, Carl Roberts, is one half of Capital Game Studios back in Adelaide, so. Yeah. <clears throat> He, uh, we've got access to this amazing studio, so we we kind of said that what we'd do is just get together once a year and make a CD, oh, maybe awesome. play a show, yeah, and whatever. But it's it's still something that's really important to me, and it is a real band, yeah, and it's great, but we just can't do it very often, yeah. So, but not to say it's not legitimate. We write songs and we love them, and and I kind of hope that we always do. I would love it if we were all forty year olds still yeah. just getting together once a year to make a CD, and yeah. You know, somewhere along the way, if we if we end up writing a song that um, other people like, a lot of other people like, then then awesome. But at the yeah. end of the day, you got to do it for yourself. Oh, absolutely, that's, that's what it's all about. So. Anyway, I'm never gonna I'm never gonna say that the Doggy Pedal scandal's over. You know, like no. it's just one of those things where that band can, pick can up. yeah, it can exist forever. And yeah. I'll yeah, we'll get together one day and in a studio. <clears throat> yeah, um, and like it's a dream of mine to be to be. For it to be my Jebediah to my Bob Evans, you know, yeah, like to, great to be able to go. Hey, I do this as well. Yeah. <laughs> Check this out. That's right. Because I actually had a massive argument with um with a guy. You know him. I'm not going to mention him. Okay. But um, when I did my first solo album, he said it was because because I um I couldn't. His exact words were like, um, "Oh, you've lost the ability to be a rock star these mm. now, have you?" And I'm just like, "What?" <laughs> He's like, "You've gone all soft," and I'm like. It's because I've started saying love in my songs rather than beating around the bush. <laughs> doesn't, yeah. doesn't mean I've lost it. And then, uh, and I, so at the end of that album, I put like, I brought an electric guitar into the last song of the album and yeah. just made this kind of rocky ending just to be like, if you're listening, it's like, fuck you. I can still do this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And um, I don't know what my point was, but my, I guess my point was just like the, your Adelaide band, like, Oh, that's to that, be. We're never that. That's done. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, oh, I thought you meant my old band from Adelaide. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. the the, the well, one. Dance Academy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, to, to just be able to have something that's just always there that you can yeah. go back to and just go. Let's just whenever we can. Let's put our songs down. You know, that's kind of cool. What? Well, that's another thing that I love about music. It's just it's never it's never going to be over. I mean, you you can write your favorite song and the next day you've forgotten about it or you hear another song and you just want to you want to not that you want to top it you just want to do it. You know? mm. It just you just you just go round and round and round. You know, yeah. like everyone out there is is writing great songs and great yeah. music. I mean, not everyone, but there are a lot <laughs> a lot of people out there writing a lot of really good stuff, and yeah. it's never gonna it's never gonna stop. Yeah, you're I get, always gonna be inspired. I get really antsy when I hear a really good yeah. song. Like I'm like, why am I in the car right now? I need to go. I need to be home. Yeah, you want to play it, and it's not that you want to write anything that sounds like that. It's just it's it's that feeling you get when. You're a songwriter, and and you just I don't know if it's you want to recreate it or you want to be a part of it, but it's just what you do. It's just it's your job. So yeah. I don't know. I have a few friends who are comedians, and I often wonder if like they hear a good joke and just think, yeah, I'm sure it'd be the same. Yeah, just yeah. think I got to go home and write something really funny or a, or a novelist. You know, it's any medium or mm. an actor. You know, because every it's it's all the same, and I love all of those creative outlets, and I've I kind of. And not that I dabble in all of them, but I've, I'm interested in all of them because I'm fascinated with the process yeah. 
Like I, I'm developing a short film with one of my friends at the moment who's a really good actor and a director just because I want to go through it. Yeah. And through developing a character and doing some, you know, basic acting schooling sort of thing, I've learned so much that will feed into my songwriting, that feeds into my yeah. live performance, that'll feed into recording, that'll, you know, just across the board. Yeah. Writing fiction or anything like that, any new skill, it's just the process of going through it, reading about other people who have done it. And it's all, it's all the same. Mm. It's all the same, but yeah. it's all, it's all completely different at the same time. And you learn all these different skills that just add to the pot. Yeah. You just stir it around and yeah, it's just one way to grow, really. Well, uh, one of my, um, uh, comedian friends I was eating pizza with him on a in just this open late bar in San Diego and I, th- I said something funny and he pulled his notepad out yep stole it and no, <laughs> I don't think he stole it I think because he'd pulled his notepad out a couple of times but yeah uh, but we'd also disagreed on the fact I said that him and I like him being a comedian me being a musician were very similar Ooh. and um in terms of like how we think and how we always are thinking like on. yeah always yeah. on and and he was like no nah, no nah, it's heaps different and then when he when he wrote this thing down i was just like see like i don't have a notepad but every yeah. moment i'm thinking like yeah is that a line ex- yeah this experience i can take yeah. and 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 yeah. uh and it, that was kind of when it really struck me like ugh, like every creative process is really like you're always you're on. if, if yeah. you're a creator like you're always going like everything inspires you. Yeah. Every fucking a bird shits perfectly in a in a hole in a fucking. Dance. That's a song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's something I haven't mentioned <laughs> to many people, but it's really been pissing me off at my work. Okay. At my I don't work. Let it out, Ronnie. Come on, tell us. <laughs> tell us how you feel. I don't work anywhere particularly musical, um, <laughs> and fuck, uh, you. I mean, I'm, I probably am the only songwriter in in the place, but. You'd know it because anything that happens, and I mean anything, like like Arlo just stubbed his toe. Oh, Bronnie could write a song about that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why would I? <laughs> no, no, I can't. And for a yeah. long time, I was just like, ah, yeah, that'd be funny. Yeah. But now I'm just like, why? Why? Everything that happens, Everything. I have to write a song. And I'm just like, you've pegged me. <laughs> I am always thinking about my songs. Yeah, it's true. I'm never here. I'm never here mentally. Oh, I think you're always there. I mean, if some ways, I don't know, being that open to everything going on, maybe we're more there. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. I mean, like, I'll watch your show and I'm... And you're half thinking about your own stuff. Exactly. Right? Your I'm, new stuff that you got going on in the background. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, and but like, and, but it's only because you're you're the vice for that. You know, like... I, yeah. yeah, you're the inspiration. You're, you're playing and I'm going, yeah, like you just hit a really cool note or, yeah. or whatever. And I'm like... It reminds me of something. Sometimes I'm watching other bands, and I'm, I'm thinking of songs that I I wrote a couple of years ago. It's like, oh, that made me feel like this. Maybe there's something there. And you go home and you pull out the guitar, and there's this one tiny section of a chord progression that you had a few years ago of a song yeah. that you canned. Yeah. And because someone made you think of it, it just gels with whatever's happening that day. Yeah. And bam, a new song comes out. Yeah. That's it's incredible. That's yeah. why you're always on. Yeah. Exactly. And I've listened through my my uh, voice memos on my phone yeah. and just been blown away sometimes just going like when did i do that yeah and what are the chords i'm playing there oh i know <laughs> like sometimes I, I mean because um i have a friend who counts every song that he ever writes and and records it as like a digit as okay. that's you know so i've written x amount of songs wow and i do have a, a list of every song i've written but it, no but, way but they have to get to a point 
right, before yeah, I write yeah. them down. Not just an idea or a yeah, verse. Because otherwise yeah. I would have this incomprehensible list yeah. of bullshit that I don't know. And half of them are borrowed from the other half. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I have this list of, I think it's like 210 or something songs, and I know how to play every one of them, you know. Wow. But I'm, I swear to God, this guy's list must be... <laughs> like these ideas that are all in my voice memos, you know, yeah. where I'm just like, I just wrote this thing and I was just singing it. And then nah, you, and then you, he opened his spreadsheet and wrote it down. But I'm like, I'll leave that. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave that in my voice memos till yeah. six months later. Um, I don't know what my point was. Again, I'm rambling a lot. I like it. It's good. Just keep talking. <sighs> <laughs> now we've reached the point where I have to ask you, why do you do music? Have we covered that already? Well, we have, but it's more of a, it's more, it's more of a broad... Oh, like, you've, got a, you've got a list of questions there that you're looking at to sort of nah, make sure this goes somewhere. No, I have, um, <laughs> I have like, get-out-of-jail-free cards. Oh, okay. But, okay. like, and you, we covered them all in the first 10 minutes, which oh, is... Oh, okay. okay. And and then uh, all of the... Like, Sorry. I wanted to ask you how old you were, because I never, I never knew. Because oh, I've only known you for... Gee, how long have yeah, I known it's you? It's not been, not been long. We've kind of been around each other a bit, but it, the, uh, the romance has only really blossomed mm. very recently. Yeah, that's yeah. what I feel like. It's good. Like, because I did a couple of tours with the Statics as their, oh, right. as just their bitch. With the old band. Yeah, with the old band. And then uh, you joined... Um, I've had this issue with Jared, mm. and he's going li- to hear this. Oh, um, good. <laughs> it's not a real issue, Tell but us how you really feel. ever since I've ever known him, yeah. it's, um, he's, had, he's had a lot of members in a lot of bands. Yeah. And so, like, I'll grow really attached <laughs> and become really good friends. So you hated me on principle for so long. You wouldn't talk to me because I was the new guy. I didn't hate you, but yeah, I was. Whatever. But I was just like, fuck. Now I've got to get to know another guy. Oh, you bastard, Jerry. <laughs> no, Damn but see, but see and, and the thing is, it's constantly increasing my commitments list because now I always and not because well, I'm. You stay in touch with all the old members. Not some of them, no. Ooh. Some of them, no, but. But like forever, whether you're in the stakes or not, I'm not going to feel obliged, but I'm going to want to come and see you, you oh, know? right. So it's just like, it's constantly growing because yeah, of Jared and it's really annoying. It's like, yeah. fuck man, stop making other bands. Stop making new bands with new members. <laughs> it's really annoying me. Just concentrate on G-pop and everyone will be happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we only have to want, no, one you. One you, one name. Yeah. yeah Get spam from annoying. one band. See, and then I... Uh, yeah, so we covered everything that I had. I wanted to talk to you about. Sure, I really just wanted to chat with you. It's good. I we never chat around talking. Except about we tunes. had that Indian once, and you said a few things, and I went, "Oh, he's a thinker. Oh, I like this guy." Thanks, man. That's I do right. like to think. You're also lactose intolerant. I am. That sucks. It's I right. love dairy. I loved dairy. I had, a, I had a. I had a. How long did I have? I had 15 good years with dairy. <laughs> it was like a marriage that's ended, and just because I don't see. That person anymore, that wife, <laughs> that, that, that beautiful, delicious food group. It doesn't mean that the amazing times that we had together were any less. It just, it's just that was then and this is now. But do you long for them? No, I don't, you don't long. You know, you just move on. You know, all these other flavors and all this, this new way of life, it just becomes your everyday life and there's no point wallowing in the past. You can't change it. I feel like shit when I have dairy, so I don't do it anymore. Yeah. I mean, because I, when I first found out you couldn't eat, cheese and and you're like how about milk i'm like no yeah like, oh, well, what about yogurt no no wait so, wait so wait sorry, does I chocolate bet. count yeah oh my god ice cream how do you live i'm sorry if i asked any of those questions oh jared still fucks it up on a daily basis it's fine you can wait you can have cheese right <laughs> cheese is a dairy 
Or just hand um, me a bowl and then realise at the last minute as he's about to hand me that, you know, I'm surprised tonight I was actually with him th- as he was cooking, yeah. which was good because he was like, can you have mayo? <laughs> what do you like with tuna? Wait, I can't put butter in this, can I? <laughs> I was like, no, no, you can't put butter in that. But thanks Because there asking. was a time, I mean, it wasn't even that long ago, it would have been a matter of weeks, but mm-hmm. I've been obsessed with sour cream since oh, right. since my mid-teens. And uh, when I found out you couldn't, you couldn't eat cheese. I was just, yeah. I just thought to myself, "What a horrible existence!" And I, <laughs> but now, only mere weeks since I was still thinking that, I've been such a fan of hot sauce that go. I've abandoned my sour cream, and I'm yeah. like, I could live a lactose-free life. Just yeah, with like hot said, sauce. Life as long through, as I had a condiment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. I'm a big condiments fan too. Yeah, gravy, yeah. barbecue sauce, whatever. It's great. Yeah, but um. Yeah, just those limitations. You don't think mm. about them after a while. They just become your new walls and your new roof, and you just do what you got to do inside that inside that box. And it's great because it changes a lot. Yeah, and it's always changing. Um, and it, and it's great. Like the the amount of meals and foods that I've discovered since being lactose intolerant, and it's yeah. so much healthier because everything to yeah. do with milk is fat, really. Yeah. So it's it's better for you. Mm-hmm. you know, I do shed a tear for caramel. Sundays every now and again because there's no soy replacement for caramel because it's just condensed milk and sugar, which is quite sad. But um, and Farmers Union iced coffee. I mean, they just oh, they really need to come holy. out with a soy yeah. Farmers Union iced coffee for me because I'm dying. It's not gonna be the same. Though. Yeah, there's soy cheese and all this other kind of crap. But I, why are we talking about food? <laughs> Didn't you ask me to talk about music? <laughs> well, it's, it can go anywhere. We can derail if Ooh, if we need I to. I see what you did there. Um. But also, what I don't get is okay. is uh, you speak mentioning soy, which is totally fair enough. I, I get the use it's of just soy. Just means to an end. It's but I don't so get I the use of cereal. I don't get the use of like faux chicken for vegetarians and stuff. Oh yeah, like, I love fucking eat some broccoli, not beef, not chicken, <laughs> like, and stuff like that. My favorite's bacon, fake bacon. Oh That's really? Good. I love. I've the, never the tried any of them, but oh. I'm just like, well, if you're gonna pretend, yeah. just eat the chicken then. Like yeah. Or find a suitable of, replacement. There's plenty of delicious yeah. vegetarian meals. Oh, Shit I love loads. vegetarian. Fuck yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah. But um, but like, I eat like a good, probably half my meals would be vegetarian just to make up for the amount of steak that I eat. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah I would say maybe more than half of mine are vegetarian. Yeah. I think I lack red meat, if anything. I'll go out for a steak with you anytime, mate. Oh, dude, we should have one right now. Okay. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, I'd eat one. Fuck. Actually, Let's wrap serious, up this stupid serious. interview. <laughs> it's not an interview; it's a chat. Sorry, podcast. What I is this? It's a chat. I'm a technophobe. I really, I, I don't like anything to do with computers and Sorry, machines I'm, and all that kind of stuff. And I had Rocky Dabshek on last week, and he called it. He he said, "I'm really looking forward to coming over and recording your iPod." <laughs> recording your iPod. <laughs> oh, I'm not that bad. And I went, "It's <coughs> it's not." Oh, it don't, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. See too. you then. <laughs> Uh, uh, and and I know I, I can say whatever I want about him in the pre and post show part of it because right. he's never going to hear it. Well, what are we in now? Is this still the show? This is still the show, is but this... I do a post show bit. Oh, you talk about I'm talking like, about me. that was Arlo Cook. Oh, you get your radio. Like, what a dude! Yeah, yeah. He was such a cool dude, wasn't he? And then I get into this diatribe about how. And I, then you get to. I wish I was Arlo or my guest each week. And... Oh, okay. But then you get to talk about you, which is what the fans want, which is why they came to your page. To hear you talk if to they other did, people. I mean, who knows? Well, how else are they going to get to this? Well, that's the thing, are they going to? I don't know. This is where I'm asking. I generally yeah. Have no well, idea. I, the, the plan is <laughs> the plan. Hopefully, yes. Yeah. I've started. I've strategically started 
with people I'm comfortable with um, to the point where if the show is an epic failure, I don't mind saying to my first four guests, it didn't work. Cool. Like it'll go up, but Arlo, two people listened. (laughs) But like, it's something that I want to be out of. I know that I'm not going to have a hundred listeners on the first episode, Sure. but I want it to be something that can build over time to the point where, you know, the per, the, Hopefully, a shitload of people are tuning into episode 100 and then going, I wonder what episode one was like. I look forward to coming And then Jared back. finally gets his chance. You better, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And like, I want to be able to build yeah. the uh, the profiles of people I talk to, etc. Like, that'd be great. That'd be a dream come true. Yeah. Well, we've already covered, you know, next time we come back to talk about this stuff, in the back of our heads, we'll kind of know what we've covered. So, we're going to have to force to go to new ground. Yeah. And that already, will force creativity. It will. As you, we've as only you just touched on... That's right. I mean, we still don't know each other. Not at all. No. 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 We've got a long way to go. We do. But it's going to be fun. We could keep talking after this. I mean, you are staying the night. I am. Which is... Um, (laughs) Separate beds, people. I look after my guests. Yes. Everybody. Maybe. Lactose free. Yeah. I can still borrow your toothbrush, right? Absolutely. Thanks, man. Though I have eaten dairy tonight. Does that matter (sighs) if I brush my teeth and then... You can't have toothpaste, right? Yes, Jerry. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks for coming in. Anytime. You walk into my room and turn on the right lights and keep the dark in the sides. Oh, you look good, so good through my eyes. That was my boy, Arlo Cook. He's like such a genuinely nice dude. I'm sure you heard that come across in the episode. He's uh, easily one of my favorite people in the world. He's so enthusiastic to just be friends with you. And like that's kind of like you just feel it when you walk in a room and Arlo Cook is there. It's like no matter what has happened in my past week, he is just about to erase it with his enthusiasm to see me. Um, so that's kind of cool. You you know, everybody should be lucky enough to have someone like that in their life. This sounds like a love letter to Arlo. I love you, man. Um, but what I was going to tell you earlier, I was at an open mic last night and there was a girl at the front, which wasn't crazy, but what was crazy was her <laughs> attitude. Um, she was like, hi, how are you? How are you? Sorry, I'm going to offend people with my American accent. Hi, how are you? Um... And I was like, good, thanks, how are you? And she goes, good, oh my god, you'll never believe. Uh, my, I just filmed a TV show, I'm going to be on HBO. And I was like, oh, cool, did, is it a new show? Did you do the pilot or something? She goes, yeah, we did the pilot. And I'm like, has it been picked up yet? And she's like, no, but it will be. I'm pretty, I mean, I'm so certain it will be. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I couldn't believe that's the first thing she decided to tell me. And then um, she proceeded to then proposition me, if you know what I mean, and three of my friends who were standing with us with me and uh, we all politely declined but then she was like do you guys want to sing harmonies with me tonight um, and we were like no and she's like if you do you want me to sing harmonies for you I can sing any kind of harmony uh, three part four part and I'm just like 
And then she said she's a man. She's like, I'm a man inside. And she's afraid of failure. She was, she just was like on fire. And she talked for like four hours. And then today, when I thought the dust had settled, I'll go back to Lestat's grab a coffee. She was still at the front. I think she might have been there all night. And then she asked me if I'd like to do a gig with her. And I, I just gave her my email address. And I'm not looking forward to when I say no. Because I'm definitely going to say no. Anyway, the music's ended, as you can tell. So here we are in the silence. It's just you and me. It's just you and me. I'll see you next uh, fortnight. In a fortnight, because yes, I've changed the schedule. I'll see you in a fortnight when I fortnight when I can bother you some more. Peace and carrots. <laughs>